You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, I'm Ralph. And Thule. <laughs> and we just wanted to come and let you know about our experience with the Nicholas House, uh, what was it, uh, fundraiser and was it Sleep Outside Night? Sleep Out. Night. I mean, it was just a night, though. For the homeless. Yes. So would you like to go first since it was very impactful to your life? Um, Sure, I'll go first. So when we got there, we... um. We met the the director, I guess, that kind of runs the house. Um, And she was saying that we should do the tour, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So before we did the tour, we were sitting in the lobby, and then we see uh, a family come out of the door, and I see a husband and a wife, and then you just see, like, a kid per second. So it's like, oh, there's one child. Oh, wait, there's another child. Oh, wait, there's another child. So this is a family with six kids that are homeless that live in this home at the moment. And this is before we even really got into the to understanding how impactful the Nicholas House really is. Um, so for me to see that and then just see like them getting a bag of toys and how excited they were, it's just so humbling. Like I tell people, that, you know, like again, I'm just I'm going through this. I wouldn't say a midlife crisis or whatever it is, um, a lot of realization for me. And I realized that I've taken so much stuff for granted. Um, We take the small things for granted, shelter, water, the basics, power. You know, people get mad because you don't got internet or cable. You're like, really? And you got families here who don't have a home, don't have anywhere to go, struggle finding work. Um, trying to support their children, their children going to elementary school. Um, you know, if a lot of people don't even realize, there's a lot of kids that go to school that are homeless, that live in a car, yeah, or that live in a, a house that is sponsored by some type of uh, charitable contribution. Um, so, what bothers me probably more than anything is if somebody's homeless and then you're clowning them while they at school. Oh, but, well, yeah, well, that's why you don't. But they part, they don't know because that they're homeless or so children. Just they're just no. I mean, like them. some people do know, and they still will pick. Oh like, well, that's why yeah. Your mom and daddy don't got a house. You'd be like, "What? I'll fight you." <laughs> but, but just back to the next house. Like, so we get there. Uh, they feed us. the The food was actually really good. Um, so what they feed us, we do the tour after that after we eat while we're just waiting for like the um program to start because they have a program to award winners of the fundraiser and then also they have um a recipient of nicholas house who has finished the program because they have to actually go through a program a 90-day program you know to once they leave the house so we eat we go do the tour we see a room which a was it a family of three or a family of four can stay in? And I think she said four. Okay, a family of four. 
And they but have, it was like a twin bunk bed, though. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Crazy. sleeping on the street. Yeah. And probably grateful for that room too because if we were given the opportunity that room with our two kids or out there in a sleeping bag which one are you gonna say well after experiencing what it's like <laughs> to sleep on a sleeping bag on top of cardboard <laughs> i'm gonna say i'll take a couch i'll take anything <laughs> that doesn't have a slope it, um. that isn't the ground <laughs> It was like, and she's laughing, but not out of like, you know, it was just, it was so humbling. Like sleeping outside with bugs, it's 90 degrees. Yeah. In the middle of the night, humidity is on a thousand. Um, you know, and we, and meanwhile, there's people complaining that 72, degree, 72 degrees inside the house is too hot. Yeah. You know, there's people out here sleeping outside it's, when i tell you it was hot as shit outside it was like i couldn't i couldn't even get in the sleeping bag until like three in the morning and then when i did that it was still hot yeah it was still minimal time inside the sleeping bag but right. but still like i'm waking up like every couple of minutes just trying to shoot bugs off of us i had a i woke up a bug was on my arm um and, but we did have the luxury of going to the restroom inside. But just imagine if we was really out on the street, we wouldn't have that luxury. I had to go cop a, you know, a squat somewhere or right. maybe, you know, go into a Walmart or, you know, saying something like that. But yeah, it, you know, and you hear everything. You hear cars riding by, you hear the crickets, you hear everything beetles you hear everything and you have them <laughs> with you crawling on you with ants i mean right. like i mean literally there were ants on yeah. top of like the tables and stuff so i can only imagine the shit that was crawling on me while i was asleep yeah and um, we covered ourselves and off before we uh got into the sleeping bags but um to go back when we were in the room um she was saying that there's 50 rooms in the house that, you know, a family can come stay there for 90 days. And the only reason why they do 90 days, because it's been known with studies that people will come accustomed if they stay any longer than that. So yeah, I don't think it's 50 rooms. I think it's 50 people they can accommodate. Oh, I thought it was 50. Rooms. Okay. Well, I'm sorry if I stated that wrong. But um, but then they also do have offsite locations where they house people as well, um, apartments and things like that. And um, after that, you know, we went back downstairs and then we were told uh, or we were asked, what did we think the average age of um, a homeless person was? And of course, I said it was like thirty mm, something, and she said no. It was like okay, twenty one. Like no, I was like okay, eighteen. She's like no. And what did she say, babe? Nine years old. Nine years old is the average age of a homeless person. Nuts! That's crazy. Yeah. Yes, that's that's a, that's a lot. Nine years old, and you have no housing. You might be sleeping with, you know somebody a close friend of the family or in your car or on the street or in a or at the nicholas house i mean yeah. it's just it's crazy to me i mean but 
the fact that you do have these organizations that kind of support people in those situations is awesome. I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do. Like as a family who's already struggling, you know, that has an opportunity to stay at a location for ninety days to get their life together or to get back on their feet is huge. It is. Especially with the support that they give with like food and making sure you get to work or get, you know, get to finding work or just getting just back on your feet and being diligent about it. Like and actually helping you like through the process, like everything they do, they don't just like house you for 90 days and then just, okay, like they make sure that you can abstain like a lifestyle and not end up homeless again. Like they make sure that you you're basically your foundation is good again before kind of like they let the reins go. They don't baby them, but they make sure we don't want to put you back in the same position that you just came from just to end up right back on the street. Right. We heard a lady talk about or give her testimonial about how she had a six. So she had her son prematurely. Yeah. He had to see doctors all the time. Um, Her husband was a maintenance man. And I guess the manager of the property told him, it's either your job or your family. And he basically picked his family. So he lost his job. Mm -hmm. Um, They fired him on the spot. And, you know, as a maintenance man, you either live for free or you live at a very discounted rate. So from that point on, I mean, it had nowhere to go. So luckily they, um, they were able to find housing at the Nicholas house. Um, the wife was able to go back to school and get her. She was, well, she was in school at the time. She was already oh, she in, was school. in school. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And then uh, they were able to find the husband work again. Yeah, he was able to find work. And then what she did, she started her own business where she was right. like, I have to figure out something to do for us to get back, you know, on our feet. And so while she's in school trying to complete her bachelor's, trying to take care of the sick baby who's in the NICU. And then they already have one other child. She was like, boom. So she started a cleaning service and that's what she did to help them get on their feet. And she was out there with us. Like she was just saying how blessed she was for the Nicholas house, like just to help them get. And she was, I think they own their own home now. Credit is good. Like they make sure that your credit is in good standing, that you're able to get a car, a house. Like they they have it all now. Like they have it all, and and that's wonderful. And so after that, you know, we have a choice of how many cardboards we want. So we we both got two a piece, and then we found a location to settle down in, and we set up camp there. And for a while, like some people were just, you know, just talking and some people automatically right then, I think it was like 930. They just went ahead and laid down and went to sleep. I guess just like, okay, the faster I go to sleep, the faster this will be over. Well, let's talk about where we set up camp. So, you know. Well, first. (laughs) We live a really good life, right? We have no idea how to set up camp. Like we know how to set cardboard down and sleeping bag, but you're not really thinking about it, right? Yeah, we set it up on a slope. Yeah. Well, the first um, the, the first time it was like, it was on a slope. So when he went to go help, um, what's it, uh, break down tables. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll just sit here and wait for him. Slid right on down. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is not going to work. <laughs> this is absolutely not going to work. So I, know, I was like, okay. I'm an amateur well, at this. Okay. 
So let's go to the bottom of the hill, <laughs> which I thought was the bottom of the hill because I was like, okay, this is flat. So I I took our cardboard and our sleeping bags and our uh, bag that we had, and I had two waters in there for us. And I, you know, I brought everything at the bottom of the hill, which was near a playground. So set up there and I was like, okay, I sat down. I was like, okay, well, I don't roll and I don't move. So I was like, okay, well, this will work. Yeah, that didn't happen once we were actually like trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Well, for her, it was better. She slept on the higher part of the slope. Yeah. So as she slid down, she slid into me. Yes. Because um, you are on so, my back. <laughs> I'm the rock. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> that stops me from rolling. Hey, remind me next time to sleep on. <laughs> the, I'll sleep on the concrete next time. I don't know about that one. I mean, it was it was just. I think I still prefer the grass. <laughs> either way, it was an experience that you don't ever want to be your permanent experience. Yeah, you don't want it to be your real life experience. Right. We well, take, like hope, I said, we take so not. much for granted. Like I know I did. My parents worked their ass off. You know, people always joke me, joke about me saying I'm rich and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I lived a comfortable life. My family did very well. We got what we wanted. We got what we needed. All of the above. And then you go to and you do something that's humbling. It's like, shit, I got 50 percent of the shit in my house that I barely even touch or I use that I could give away to somebody that absolutely needs it. Um, And you don't really think about that until. You live a night in their shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, not to say that my life was totally different, but of course, I I had a drastic change in lifestyle and never once was I homeless, but I did have my lights cut off. I did have my water cut off. And so going from not knowing what that was about and even, you know, I didn't care where the lights or the water came from. I knew they were on until they weren't anymore. (laughs) Um, And then being in the military and having to sleep outside, you know, that was, you know, what, what it was. So this was still an experience for me. Um, And definitely to know more or, or experience more what, homeless people or homeless families go through at nighttime because we were laying there and we was like well damn what if it was raining like what if it was like 40 degrees out here right and then in atlanta it hails like for no reason like it could be sunny and then all of a sudden the sky opening is hailing like what the world and all of those elements you just like you don't you don't have anywhere else to go you just be like oh i was i'm just gonna go in the house no you, you're not right because we might get ran on or we might get sick and we can go to the doctor and get medicine these people are homeless yeah they might be able to find a free clinic to find some medicine to help take care of their problems but i mean it's such a grind to be when you're in this lifestyle like it's just and it's we were so told much right. that like most people who end up in these situations are people who are living check to check 
they're just right on the edge and they're just waiting for that one situation, that one medical situation, that one situation where something happened to a family member and they have to help and they really can't help or just anything that takes them down because they're already on the edge and it and it puts you there. And they're like the only difference from someone just hopping from couch to couch is they don't have a couch to go to, you know? Right. So, and then I was thinking, what was it that, that morning when we were having breakfast, like anybody, it doesn't matter how much they make could end up in this situation, letting a crisis like hit them and not like, being humble enough to ask somebody, hey, you know, financially I was not doing well and this crisis, you know, hit me and I just really need to like stay with you for a couple of months or, you know, just until I get on my feet. Because, you know, a lot of people, I think pride. The first thing is like, I don't want to let anybody know this happened to me. Like, I don't want people to know I couldn't pay my bills. I didn't, I don't want to tell people or explain like how I got here. So, you know, being prideful, I'm going to just sleep in my car. And then right. when I can't pay for my car anymore and they're trying to repossess it, then I'm going to try to go to a shelter or whatever the situation is. Oh, and, and also to bring up saying that, what was so cool about Nicholas house. Cause I didn't even think about it. Like if you have a family of four, but they're built up of like mixed children, you have boys and girls, you can't stay together. And that's like so sad because you're already going through this time. So now your husband has to be separated from you. He has to go to the men's shelter and you have to go to the women's shelter. And God forbid if anybody's what over like 14, yeah. If you have if you have a son and what if you're like your husband is not in your life, he has to go to the men's shelter by himself. And then you and your daughter go to the women's shelter like and families are just broken up. And but at the Nicholas house, everybody stays together. No one is separated. But I was just thinking like, dang, like one, we already on the street and now I got to be separated from the only parent or the only family that I have. Like That's like so messed up. But, yeah, it was it was just uh eye opening experience and it just for us i think it just made us really just wanted to help even more like because this this is so crazy yeah this this will probably be our biggest charitable contribution going forward um yeah absolutely just to like, see the impact that you can have on a family just by providing them the smallest things the things that we take for granted are the things that they you know they're earning for like they absolutely need you know, it's yeah. nothing to take 5% of the shit that I don't even need. Even, it could be whatever. If I don't need it and somebody else can use it, I need to give it to them. Yeah. It's just like, that simple. Like, there's no if reason. If you were a person who, who did, like, coffee, like, every single, like, you had to have, like, this stupid amount of coffee or whatever. What if you just, like took all that money that you would normally spend throughout the week for that coffee. And then you could just give it to someone. I, yeah, that would be me. Cause I drink coffee every day. Oh, you do? <laughs> I don't think uh, it was so. every day. I don't think yeah. it's every day. Absolutely. Um, well, clearly you don't spend a, a enormous amount. I'm talking about like someone who spends like, I don't know how much coffee is, but uh, like what? $10. That's, is that a lot for coffee? It just depends on what you're getting to drink. 
But I'm saying, like, if you get, get one of those. Coffee is another to get, like, one of those specialty drinks with all the extra well, shit in it. Someone who drinks that, that's coffee to them. So a specialty drink, as you would say, I'm guessing that's, like, it could range up to, like, $10. So imagine $10 every single day that you're spending on this coffee that you feel that you need. And you stop drinking it. And you just, like, at the end of that week, give that money to someone. That would be a big like contribution to them because just imagine what they can do with gas money when they were probably thinking like dang how am i gonna get to work and they already want to fire me or this could be the money i just need to use just to put down on a promise to pay to pay my light bill or my water bill or to keep my cell phone on so i can call work or whatever the case may be like it's so many things that we waste we're wasteful on that like you said, we just we just take it for granted because we can do it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a no-brainer. We could, you know, there's no reason to have seven tablets in your house or, you know, seven televisions or this shit is just pointless. Um, a lot yeah. of the shit that we have, yeah, I get it. It's things you want and you can get, but, you know, would it would it make more sense to live within your means and then provide for others who don't have shit or just help them have a a better uh what's the word i want to use like it's a better lifestyle yeah for us for us it would be a smarter lifestyle um how do you not blow your money on shit you don't need basically yeah, I think if we decided to live a smarter lifestyle rather than just the wants that aren't really required, then we could take that extra money and give back. Shit, I think a lot of people could do it. And, you know, naturally, we're just naturally selfish and we want what we want. We work very hard for what we want or what we get in general. So we want to spend that money, but it's a lot better ways to spend your money. And I'm, I'm going to work really hard at trying to spend my money a lot smarter and providing those additional funds to helping people that don't have it. That's good. I was, I was uh, actually proud to, to hear you say that even when we were there. And, and actually, I was surprised how impactful this was on you i didn't think it was going to be like this <laughs> Why? I, I, I didn't i didn't think you were gonna i think i thought that you were gonna be like oh this is like really cool like i've really learned a lot but i didn't think it would have impacted you like it i'm like i'm happy that it did i just didn't think it was going to be like this big i mean babe i work very hard in life i've done very well i do very well and i'll continue to do very well um, but I would say 30% of the time I spend my money on bullshit. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. I wasn't thinking you were going to be like, I need to stop spending my money on bullshit. I didn't think that you were, at the end of this, my thought process wasn't like, oh, Jonathan is going to be like, he's going to turn his life around. And that was not my thought at all. And I mean, just through throughout, like once we started really getting into the night and stuff, 
I was just surprised about just the your whole reaction to it. Yeah, I think how, how you were saying that, like, you know, just living how you were saying you how you living this privileged life. Like you just you took everything for granted. Like you, you know what I'm saying? You you just didn't care. It was just like, okay, boom, I have this stuff, I can have what I want, this what you know, this is what it is, and then you grew up and then now you have a nice job and you still have, you know, kind of like the mindset and you was just like I could be doing so much more. And I just was surprised. I was. I could, because this shit is ridiculous. Like, I'll be looking at all the shit that I buy or I spend money on, and I'm just shaking my head every time. Or things you think you have to have. Right. I don't, and half the shit I don't even need. Or I might buy it and use it twice, and then that shit will sit there. Okay. I mean, we're not going to go there, but yes, I agree. I'm just saying. Yes, yeah. I do that shit. I do. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that shit is awesome. I want that. And I'll use it twice and then be like, oh, okay. That was cool. I don't want it anymore. Right. I'm done with it. What's next? <laughs> um, but ultimately, it has opened my eyes to show me that I could be utilizing my money a lot differently. Like, to be honest, instead of buying a bunch of shit, I could invest it, you know? Yeah, that too. Maybe we invest in the Nicholas house or expanding their um, what they're doing for the community. Yeah. Make it a, I mean, expand the house or buy a whole nother house, you know, just supporting it in whatever way I can rather than just spending my money on bullshit. And granted, it's going to be some times where some things that I do want that I will utilize a lot. And that's cool. Um, but it's a lot of things that I do purchase that I don't really need and nor do I really use. And I want to make sure that my my our children understand that as well that you know just because you want it doesn't necessarily mean that you need it and how much will you actually use it well not so much that just because you want something that doesn't mean that you have to have it because nine times out of ten you won't die because you don't get it right like just a prime example kendall has a thousand lol dolls oh my god If she only had 950, she'd be okay. (laughs) Um, But she doesn't understand that yet. And that's what, you know, I want to make sure that we teach her and we teach Matisse um, that you can have certain things that you want, but it doesn't have to be an excessive amount. Um, One is fine. You know, two is even fine. Like, but there's no reason to have 100 Barbies. How many, how are you going to set up 100 Barbies and actually play with all of them? You don't. Right. Y'all end up naked somewhere getting on your stepmama's nerves. Right. Yeah. Or I could buy four Barbies and then a hundred outfits and you could put them in a hundred different outfits and I get the same type of utilization out of it as if I was to buy a hundred Barbies and they all have their own outfit. Well, they're all going to end up naked anyway with matted hair. (laughs) Does it matter? But this is to say that, you know, we should do a lot better job at what we spend our money on. Maybe we should start a uh, minimalist lifestyle. Whatever. No, you would die. Um, well, what is included in a minimalist lifestyle? That's what, that's what I said. No, you do would I die. Do I have internet? <laughs> if I got internet, I'm good. I can do 90% of the shit I need on the internet. You can do 90% of the things that you need or you want 
both, but need, I can do a lot on the internet. Like, obviously, I need internet for work, but. Well, you had that at work. When I come home, if I got to work, I need internet. Would you stay there till you finish? Shit, yeah, right. So I can get divorced? No thanks. Well, that's not every night thing. But well, it doesn't matter. What if I got to work every night for two weeks? So you mean to tell me I got to stay at work till 11 o'clock every night? Well, I mean, you've been gone for three weeks, so. What the, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm done. I try to make a point and it just gets destroyed. <laughs> anyway, but I did want to say um, this this is to show how your mind can change very quickly because just last episode, we were just talking about how you don't appreciate anything. And you was like, yeah, like if it get a scratch on it, whatever, I don't want it anymore. And just like how now just from that experience, you're just like, okay, I need to stop this shit. Like that's just, that's how fast, like, you know, a lot of people like, oh, it's going to take him forever to change. That's how quick, you know, say it just depends. That's how quick somebody can change their mind to a more positive things to see what they're doing is like wrong. Absolutely. Adaptability is one of my yeah. strong suits for things that I like, really If I was to, to tell you last week, like, oh, you're going to think differently, you would have been like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't think I would have said that. I mean, again, again, you were just watching these families. Like, to visually see families in this state is, like, super humbling. Yeah. You're seeing a single mom with two, three kids, and you're just like, holy shit. What am I doing that I could be doing more? basically yeah you could be doing more yeah and and appreciate definitely appreciate what you have even if it's a want or a need appreciate that you were able to buy those shoes that you really didn't need you right. know that god gifted you that money from that job in that car you drove to that job in you know saying for something that you not necessarily needed but you wanted that you can afford the wants and the needs of your life you know, but I don't think a lot of people like for me, like just sometimes when I'm just in the car by myself, and I thank God just for for the car, for me to be able to put gas in the car, for me to have the job that I not necessarily like, but still I have a job to go to that provides me with money that I can do things with. Like my my children don't have to worry about where their next meal gonna come from. I'm not gonna worry about somebody gonna come here and tell us we got to get out. We got 30 minutes to grab whatever you can and get out. I don't have to, I don't have those worries and I'm so blessed for that, but it could be your next door neighbor who you thinking y'all on the same level have those worries. They up all night stressed, like what the fuck am I going to do? And I'm just trying to hold this, hold this ship together. Right. So it, it just shows like in the blink of an eye, because a lot of Americans are living check to check and at any moment, anything can happen, a car accident, you get sick where it ends you up, where you, you know what I'm saying? That you're not making the money that you was making before. And then now you homeless. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very eye opening, and I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad that we'll continue to do stuff with the Nicholas house and continue to contribute because that has really touched us. Um, that's really all I have to say. Yes. Good job, babe. Way to find Yo. the Nicholas house on, <laughs> on the internet on the that you told me that I could, I might not have. <laughs> I'll just say. And with that being said, everybody be blessed, be grateful, and know that when times get tough, you know, there's always a way out. Mm -hmm. But don't be overly confident and prideful 
and think that you can't talk to anybody about your problems, especially if it's financial. Ask for help. Ask. Ask for open closed mouths don't get fed. They don't. So speak up. If you got if you have an issue and you got some close people that can look out for you, make sure you open your mouth and you tell them that. Yeah. Because I'll be more pissed off if I find out you sleeping in your car and you ain't tell me. Right. People who love you, they'll be more pissed off that you didn't tell them so they could help you than them wanting to judge you as to why you're there. Right. Yeah. People who don't care about you, they want to know more so why you there than why you didn't tell them like to help you. Right. <laughs> like when you got the, when you got those people it's like, I don't even care why you sleeping in your car. I want to know why you didn't call me and ask me for help or why you couldn't stay at my house. That's that's a real friend or a family member. But yeah, so definitely like I'll Tuli said, be blessed, open your mouth, ask for help. Don't go all the way down the rabbit hole to where it's almost you know what I'm saying, you can't even get help to get out. So like when you see the the, the problem snowballing, try to ask somebody for help because it's easier to to help somebody when it's at the start of the problem, not when you've already dug yourself into a deeper and deeper hole. Exactly. Yeah. So we just wanted to give you this, I guess, updated podcast about our experience with the Nicholas House. And just to let you know, if if you didn't see it, we did reach our goal. We went actually over the thousand dollars. I think we we raised what eleven ninety. Eleven ninety five. Eleven ninety five. We raised eleven ninety five. Our goal was uh, as a couple a thousand dollars, and we did that. And then also Nicholas House, their goal was to. Uh, reached $30,000 to give to 20 families. And we actually did 38. Um, I haven't checked the website since then, but the cutoff was supposed to be Friday. I think they were going to keep it open until Sunday night, um, which this is now. And um, what that was Saturday morning, it was at 30, a little bit over 38,000. So I was happy that we both exceeded our goals because that's even more money that can help more families. All right. So next year, help us get to 10,000. Woo, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. So, yeah, so you'll be seeing much more coming from us with helping the Nicholas family and join in. If you have in your city, state, country, you know, places where you can help homeless people. If not, try to do your own thing. Maybe do like uh, get friends to, to donate old shoes, clothes, whatever you can. Because, you know, we have clothes and stuff in our closets that you, I'm not wearing that. I'm not going to put those. Give it to somebody who can use it. Just help out any way you can. That's all I got. Same here. So until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow.